Well, for those of you that don't know, first off, welcome to anybody that's visiting and, and those of you that are members here or frequent flyers, welcome back. Um, just so you know, um, I am not the pastor of this church, <laughs> so if there's something you don't like, come back next week. <laughs> Maybe the weekends, but um, my name is Robin, and I am finishing up my master's degree in seminary this uh, fall, and I am... Um, serving here at Fort Street under Pastor Sarah and Pastor Garrett um, in preparation for one day having uh, maybe my own church in the Presbyterian. So there, there's the disclaimer. Sarah, Garrett, you're covered. Um, <laughs> when I was asked to stand in and fill in this week, um, you know, I try to find a passage of scripture where I can find myself in the story. And for whatever reason, when Sarah had asked me, uh, we meet every Thursday on the phone and talk, and I, she said, hey, have you thought about the scripture? And I said, yeah. I said, for some reason, Psalm 77 kept presenting itself in my daily readings, and um, I kept coming back to it as much as I kept wanting to just, you know, like, God, I'm not so sure about that, you know. Um, but it kept coming back, so I said, yeah, and I said, uh, she said, well, do you have a sermon title? And I said, and this is, so this is the, this is the reason I said, please come back if you don't like this stuff. But <laughs> the movie Nemo kept coming back into my head and, and Dory, you know, just keeps swimming, you know, over and over again. And, um, and I'd like to tell you there's some deep theological reasoning behind that, um, in that title. But um, just trust me, it's in one of the mysterious ways that God works in my life. Um, I'm, I'm not a... If, if, if you came here to have some Greek and Hebrew lesson, I'm not that person. I'm the person that's going to hopefully share with you, and usually the stories I hear after the sermon, um, you guys teach me um, through your lives. Um, and, and like I said, the Disney movie, while it's lighthearted, it, its implications, I think, if you stay with me on this journey, you'll see where I'm going with it. Um, when I read the scripture, like I said, I tried to find myself and, and myself in the story. And um, right now I'd like to grab my Bible. And if you would like to turn to Psalm 77 in the Pew Bible, I am going to let you know it might read a little different. That's the NRV. Um, I'm going to be reading from my Life Recovery Bible. I'm a person of recovery. And uh, this version is the Living Bible. But I encourage you to just either listen and uh, try to find your own individual self in the story. And again, Psalm 77. Let us listen for God's word. I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was deep in trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed with my hands lifted towards heaven. But my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for God's help. You don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed even to pray. Think of the good old days when long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful song. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? 
Will he ever be kind to me again? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have God's promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has God slammed the door on his compassion? And then I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. And I'm going to pause there for a minute before we read the last part. So there's, this is where uh, the movie Nemo enters. Um, for those of you that uh, have seen it, then you'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you that haven't, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about it a lot. <laughs> and for those of you that have grandchildren, there's a reason, an excuse to go and watch it. I watched it again just because. So you look at the first ten verses, and in the movie Nemo, how many of you have seen it? Let's just talk. Okay, some of you need help. There's a friend. See these people that have seen it? You're going to need to find a friend and watch it. You know you're going home today watching it again. <laughs> so, some of us are sicker than others, right here. I'm glad I'm in that club. So, um, just quick story. So, the movie starts off where we're in this beautiful ocean, and there's a little family of clownfish. His name is Merlin, her name is Coral, and they, made, they got busy, and there's a lot of eggs there, okay? <laughs> And the next thing you know, tragedy strikes. Of course, it's a Disney movie. Tragedy strikes. I think it's a big, like, barracuda comes in. The kind of screen goes black for a second, and the next thing you know, flash forward, Merlin is laying there kind of on his side, struggling to breathe, wakes up, looks around, everything is black and white. Coral's missing, we can assume, like a typical Disney movie, Mom's Dead. Right? And all the eggs are gone except one. Stay with me. And Merlin takes this egg. The baby's born, the little fish. His name is Nemo. He comes out and he's got a little short fin on one side. And Merlin's not going to let him out of his sight. He's going to keep him because you know what? That's the way to his sanity, right? If I keep this, if I protect this, nothing's going to happen to him. Well, it's time for Nemo. Fast forward. It's time for Nemo to go to Nemo school, like little fish school, right? School of fish, get it? Okay? It's not going to get any better than that. If you're not laughing at that one, we're done. So, Nemo's ready, right? He's got his little fins. He's ready to take off. But Merlin's like, no, Nemo, you've got a defective fin. You need me. And Nemo's like, no, Dad, I need to be out there. So, long story short, Nemo goes to school, and he's out there, and they take this first field trip they take the first day of school there at the great reef where it drops off and Merlin gets wind of this dad gets wind of this and he's like gosh no we can't so he races over there and Nemo and his little friends are already having a how far can you swim out you know out off the great reef you know they're doing the how far can you get well and there's a boat you can see the bottom of the hull of the boat in the distance and they're like you go touch and they call it the butt you know, go touch the butt. Not the boat, but the butt. And they're like, and he's like, don't. So Merlin shows up and he's like, don't touch it. Long story short, here we go. A guy catches Nemo and takes him in a little fish bag. Merlin gets knocked out unconscious. And he's lost his son. And the movie picks up where he meets a tang fish named Dory, who suffers from short-term memory loss. 
and can't remember anything. Sometimes that's not so bad. I don't know about you. I'm going to stop moving for a minute and talk. I came home, a lot of you have asked, and, and I've shared with you, my son graduated from the Military Police Academy, and I brought him home this last week, and super proud of him. And it's been a good week until I turned the news on and I got caught up in the story of the little girl. I know it's on all your minds, anybody, um, especially this caring and loving community. And I kept hoping, you know, every morning and at night I plugged back into the news. I'm not a big newser, but I got plugged in because I kept waiting to find out. Please tell me, like, you know, maybe he dropped her off at a, at a, a family member's home or whatever. And we know how, and if you didn't know that story either, we know how that story ended. The little two-year-old's life was taken from her. And I, I, I cried a lot. You know, why? 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 You know, and how does that mom feel? It's hard for me to trust in those situations. Thinking maybe if, knowing as a parent, if I could have been there, maybe I could have had that not happen. So I know what it's like. I suffer from control issues like crazy. Sorry about the handwritten notes and all of this, but I haven't had power quite a bit the last week either, so I'm having to read my own chicken scratch. Um, I wish I could tell you, I, I, when I read these first verses, there are more times than I care to admit that I felt that way, that God had abandoned me, that God wasn't there, that God didn't hear me, that I was never going to feel joy again. I remember losing both my parents in 2020 at the same time COVID was going on, at the same time I now was raising my kid in the home and we were all, what a mess. And everybody's got their story, but I remember thinking this is never going to end. No joy. No joy. I was full of fear. I was full of doubt. I was full of unbelief. I was full of unbelief. But sometimes the hand that I'm dealt is going fast. And I can identify with the words. I don't know what the scenario was in Psalm 77 of why this author penned these words, but I'm sure they were in pain, in dire pain. But now we're going to read the rest of the passage. It picks up in verse 11. Why do you hold back your strong right hand? Unleash your powerful fist. Whoops, wrong song like that ain't what it said. Flipped <laughs> a page, sorry about that. But I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Oh God, your ways are holy. Is there any other God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people. When the Red Sea saw you, God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its own death. The clouds poured down rain. Thunder rumbled in the sky, your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind, the lightning about the world. The earth trembled and shook, your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters. A pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along the road like a flock of sheep, with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. 
The reason I had asked if anybody had a story that they remembered from Sunday school or whatever, I can't help but this is why the psalmist is telling us to retell stories and not think about what's going on, maybe those current set of circumstances where things aren't so great, why we can stand and hope, why we tell stories. Like, um, I work in a, a Jewish law office, and they every, every year at Passover, they gather together as a family or a group of friends, and they retell the story. And, and, and it's such, first off, the community of believers, like gathering together, and, and all are invited to these Seder services, but they tell the story because it's always about God's grace, God's provision, God is a provider. You know, those first 10 verses, I am a lot like that psalmist. I get stuck in my circumstances. I get stuck in my feelings. I don't know about you guys. Do you ever, are you ever able to see outside of where you're just standing right now, whether it's in the loss of a relationship, the loss of a child, um, changes that you didn't ask for and didn't give God, you know, your permission to have in your life whether it's age, whether it's an untimely pregnancy. You know, there's always something going on that we didn't give our permission to. Fast forward back to the movie. This is where it gets good. So Merlin and Dory travel through this movie together, and Merlin gets very frustrated with her because she forgets everything. But there comes to this point where it's towards the end of the movie and there's a big blue whale swimming at them. And Merlin and Dory are getting tired of looking for the address in Sydney, Australia, which is where this, this, the diver's mask had fallen off and they're trying to find this address. And Dory tells Nemo, or tells Merlin that she speaks whale and that she can ask the whale. And Merlin, being a doubter, this is me, okay? That's why I said there's theological things in Disney movies if you look for them. Merlin goes, you can't speak. You cannot, you know, you can't remember anything. You definitely can't speak well. And she starts, for those of you who have seen the movie, said, you know, and she starts to, and this whale, all of a sudden, starts answering her. And Merlin, being the doubter, you know, says, you're not talking, he's not talking to you. And she's like, yes, he is. He's telling us to get ready. Well, the next thing you know, they're swallowed by this whale. There's another story in that big book that talks about being swallowed by a fish, right? <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? But the point of this movie, though, the point of the movie goes to this. They're in the body, bless you. They're in the whale. And Merlin starts blaming her for being in the whale. He's like, see, Dory, now you really got to send a message. She's like, it's okay. And he's like, no, it's not okay. I'm never going to find my son. I'm never going to get what I want. I'm never, you know, he doesn't realize that he's playing his part. And Dory goes, then the whale all of a sudden starts to talk. And he goes, no, you've got him really mad. And she goes, no, he's telling us to go to the back of the throat. And she's like, no. Her Merlin says, I'm not going to the back of the throat. He just wants to eat us. Do I taste good? And he starts slapping the you know, whale's tongue. And she goes, no, it's time to let go. 
And Merlin says, you know, because he's broken, he's just looking for his son, and he says, how do I know I'm supposed to let go? And she says, you don't. You just let go. And right at that moment, he lets go. He lets go of the fighting. He lets go of all the circumstances that have been going on. They're outside of his control. And he lets go. And they, of course, it's a Disney movie, so we've already had the mom die. It's the end. It's going to be good, right? They get blown out, and they end up right in the bay. And happy ending. Nemo and his father are united. But it was only, and I think this is where the psalmist was going, and it's where I'm going. It's only in the letting go that we get the shine. It's only in releasing things that we've held on to, where we get to have these passages of scripture that said, no, you didn't forget. And when we're going through this stuff, and I'm talking to myself if I'm not talking to you right now. Maybe it's when we're going through these rough patches where we feel like God's steadfast love is gone, where things have been removed from us, that God has just forgotten, that God doesn't hear. He's not responding quick enough, or he's not, you know, he's not an errand boy. I kind of came to that conclusion when I was doing this. I'm like, sometimes I treat God like Santa Claus, you know. And sometimes Santa Claus don't come to the tree enough. I'm just being honest. The verse 10 or 19 says, Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters. So the mighty waters are life, life on life's terms. But it also says, the last part of that verse says, A pathway no one knew was there. You know, my life needs to be lived through the windshield and not a rear view mirror. And sometimes I spend more time driving my spiritual vehicle through my rear view mirror than I do my windshield. And what I'm inviting you today is whatever's going on in your life. And maybe you're like, Robin, none of this is for me. Maybe it's for a friend. I'm just inviting you to open your heart and say, you know, maybe you need to share it with somebody that needs a little hope, needs a little uplifting, needs a hug. And just let them know. We may not always understand on this side of eternity. We may not get to know all the answers. But God has them. God has a way. And God will use each and every person that makes themselves available and says, here I am. Here I am. Bless me. God, grateful for all these people here. But mostly, Father, we're thankful for your presence showing us that no matter what is going on, in our own individual lives, in our families, in our church community, and in the communities in which we live, Lord, the message is always, we just need to trust you and trust in your ways and in your word. Thank you, God. Thank you for all of us gathered here. In Jesus' name, amen.